Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast, and thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture, and these actions align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today, we'll focus on solid performer conversations. About 60 to 70% of individuals in our organizations fall into this solid performing range. Also, all of us have been in this place. When we experience something new or a change, we initially engage as a solid performer until we gain better skills from experiences to move us from solid to high. Now think about it. We seldom live in a particular performance level 100% of the time. As I've gained experience over the years as a leader, I feel more confident and skilled than I did when I first became a leader. In 2011, I made a major leadership shift. I began leading our team at Studer Education. I shifted from being an experienced higher education leader to a leader in business and industry. The expectation was high for me, (laughs) and I had no idea what I was doing. How was I going to start a business that I knew nothing about? My job was to take some of the best practices from a leadership framework applied in healthcare and transfer those practices to education and other professions. Quint Studer, the founder of Studer Group, hired me to do this work. When I first came on board, Quint spent some time showing me the ropes, so to speak. You know, within my first 60 days, Quint took time with me. In fact, we had two clients to attend to at, our, at the onset. First, Quint has scheduled to speak in the north side of Chicago one morning and then in a town close to St. Paul, Minnesota the next day. We were scheduled to fly from Chicago to St. Paul after the morning session with our client. When we concluded the morning, Quint said, You have a car, right? And I, I said, Yes. And he said, Let's drive. I asked, is it far? And he said, nah, not at all. We drove through the back roads of Wisconsin, and the next thing I knew, we were in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. He wanted to show me how beautiful this town was, and boy, was it. Then we traveled to Janesville, Wisconsin. It happened to be where his daughter and grandchildren lived. At this time in my life, I had limited exposure to the great state of Wisconsin. So I had no idea where I was and where we had been. And I was quickly realizing, you know, we're touring the state of Wisconsin. It was a place where Quint spent much of his childhood and early adulthood. So off we traveled onto Highway 90, headed to St. Paul. And by midnight, we made it to our destination. The next day, he presented in hopes of partnering with the school district. He modeled how to build relationships that last. He taught me a great deal on that trip. He developed a deeper relationship with me, and he taught me that the most important thing to do with clients is to listen to them, understand their needs, and let them know how important their work is. And when we left, our new friends let us know they wanted to work with us. Quint knew I needed guidance. He gave me that and and more with many laughs and adventures. I'll always remember this time with him. Why did Quint do
do this? Why did he help me? To teach me. He wanted to develop a relationship with me. He did it by spending time with me driving in a long car ride and introducing me to his family and to him. He opened his life to me, and he paved the way for me to open my life to him. He's been a mentor to me and continues to be my friend. As Quint modeled with me, solid performers need guidance, someone to show them what right looks like, help them understand expectations of the job, and ask them questions on why are things working well. When things aren't working, we coach people and ask them, you know, these types of questions. Why do you think that didn't work so well? Do you see a way to change what you're doing to shift the negative outcome to a positive one? Guiding solid performers is less about telling and more about asking questions to help people work through issues and solve problems. Now remember, solid performers want to do a really good job. They may be able to identify a problem and they may need help finding a solution. Most solid performers align their behaviors to the organizational values. And at times, as we all do, they may stray. If they do, they are usually quick to get back on track. Also, solid performers commit to improving. They're anxious when they realize they need to improve, but they want to. So when we have performance conversations with solid performers, let's go back and remember the three-to-one principle we discussed in the episode Building an Emotional Bank Accounts. Three compliments to one criticism produces a positive interaction. Since the way we provide feedback is so critical to determining how successful we are with conversation, let's take a deeper dive into how we provide feedback. Feedback about someone's performance tends to be about telling people what we think about their performance. You know, for example, haven't you experienced this? We use rating scales and we watch somebody in action and we rate them. You know, and as leaders, we hold conversations with our direct reports and we use that rating and we tell them what they did well and where their gaps are and how they can improve. If we're trying to help people grow, this is a tough approach. When people tell us how to change our behaviors to better perform, it's difficult to hear. Think about it. It's difficult to hear, process, internalize, and actually change because we've got to work through that emotion of being told what we need to do better. If we're expected to demonstrate certain skills on the job, of course we'd have a checklist of expectations. We'd be clear when we're not aligning our behaviors to the checklist. We need to know that. But most of the time, when leaders are assessing our performance, it's more subjective and fuzzy. Leaders view others through their viewpoint. That's human nature. It's also human nature for us to look for performance gaps. For those of us who are teachers, we've spent much of our time highlighting places where students can improve. I think about all those years I could have helped more students by starting with what's right first, then focusing on improvement. As referenced in the solid performer conversation, we find that working from positive behavior helps employees grow. Gaining insight from our employees on why a certain behavior leads to a positive result, you know, lends itself to reflective and engaging conversation. It's a conversation people want to have. That's what we're trying to do with the solid performer conversation. 
Performance conversations are best when they occur more often and in the moment. Our goal is to make those conversations a habit of practice, to catch people performing well and knowing when help is needed. Now, let's summarize the framework I've outlined and then we'll apply it. First, we let solid performers know we value them, are grateful they are working on our team, and we let them know this conversation is going to be a positive situation. Second, we ask them to tell us three things that are going well in achieving results. Then we select one of the three and ask, why is it going well? What are they doing to get these positive results? Third, we ask the solid performers if they've experienced a barrier to achieving results in the past several weeks. We ask, why is this a barrier? And can they think of a time when they had a barrier like this one or some other one that they worked through? And what did they do? And then finally, we ask, what actions do they think they could take to grow and develop their skills? And what help do you need? Today, I bring Erica back to help with modeling the solid performer conversation. Welcome back, Erica. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me back. It's going to be very fun. Good. All right, here we go. Last week, remember, we engaged in the high performer conversation. Um, So today, Erica will join me to demonstrate the solid performer conversation. So let's get started. Erica, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. I've been looking forward to this conversation. So I hope you are too. I I want you to know that this conversation is going to be a a real positive one. In fact, you know, when you walk out, I hope you feel better than you do right now or when you felt coming in. Mm -hmm. That's how positive I want this to be for you. You're a valuable team member and um, I just want to listen, you know, to your insight today. So let's start with, you know, let's think about right now before as we start the conversation think about you know three things that are working well for you that's helping you get results you know so as you think about that you know can you give me one thing that comes to to your mind okay three i think a lot of things are going well but i will definitely stick to three um highlights i feel like okay uh so we're doing a great deal to make our new product exceptional as you know Um, one of the things i'm proud of is balancing the planning and content development aspects of the work Um, one example just to give you a tangible of this um, of how we're doing this is to use our planning tool and facilitation of our weekly planning meetings Uh, those have really been critical for personally keeping me on track and i think probably for the whole team that's really great i mean that just so that's really building that methodical approach to it so that you can keep the team on on track and keep yourself focused and on the things that you need to do is that right erica definitely and i think the focus is that key word there for us because uh, there are so many moving pieces so i'm going to pull out of role play just for a few minutes and you know just so that you all can see how the type of conversation we just had would continue in this solid performer conversation i asked erica about one thing that worked well and you can see we naturally engaged in a conversation and i was learning from her and we were able to have just a good relationship building and connection conversation so I'd ask her what's the second thing and would have a conversation like that about the second thing and then I'd ask her a third thing and would have a conversation about that like the third thing so that's what a solid performer conversation begins to look like it's a real positive relationship building connected learning type of conversation 
So I'm going to, we're going to go back into role play. If you can kind of picture that we've gone through the first three wins and then we'll begin to get back in role play and we'll shift to just the next phase of the conversation. Wow, you know, what great learnings, Erica. Your work has just become, you know, so productive. And so thank you for sharing those three things with me and just learned a great deal and very proud of the work that we're doing. So let's, you know, think for a few minutes as you have done the work um, on the same line of, of the work that you're doing with your team, you know, what's a barrier that you're facing? Is there something that's you know, difficult or just something you wish you could solve for? That's a really good question. Um, and as you know, we are entering a new phase of the work, and this is also another sort of phase of the unknown. Um, so I think one of the things we're going to face is getting feedback um, and requests on a, a level that we've not seen before. Uh, so I think, you know, we, we have to be agile and timely with the way that we respond to new customers mm-hmm. while maintaining exceptional service to our existing cu- customers. Um, so I'd like to prepare as much as we can in advance, but part of me still knows mm-hmm. that, you know, there will be things we can't prepare for. Yeah. So I think, you know, sort of going back to that, barrier or challenge is it's back to fear right Mm -hmm. it's that Mm -hmm. I don't want to drop the ball or I don't want to I don't want our team to drop the ball Mm -hmm. yeah so you know that's um so as you think about that barrier you know I'm thinking of some things in my mind where I've had those same circumstances can you think of a time you know in your life where you've faced a barrier like that you know something like that so I guess I, I have, because mm-hmm. in my previous role and previous organization, um, I was also part of launching a new system. So it's definitely like coming back to something I'm a little familiar with, even though this is totally mm-hmm. different, yeah. um, you know, different context. But um, I think that for the most part, like knowing that you have to be like agile and those expectations. And then I guess one of the ways that I sort of worked through it before is really trying to understand and remember the difference between important and urgent. Yeah. Because I think that's, especially when we're talking about customers, um, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that's the urgency. Yeah. There's always an urgency to make sure our customers are taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, while some of the maybe more tasky things are important, but they're not going to be as urgent as that. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me, um, as I was at a partner site this week, you know, we were kind of working through um, a same type of barrier, not with a system, but we were, we were working through just when people are giving you feedback. And, and uh, we were talking about the immediate thing that we want to do is solve for it. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the things that we talked about there was just really having a couple of probing questions in our back pocket. You know, so if we got into that situation where we were anxious or fearful, we would just pull one of those probing questions out, you know, that may be, you know, tell me more about that or can you give me a particular instance when that occurred? And then just to really tell ourselves, don't, we don't have to talk. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to answer it right now. We can just listen and process Mm -hmm. that, you know, so, you know, does that, you know, does it, I know that's helped me. I don't know about you, but does that seem like, you know, something that may be helpful as you're listening to that customer experience and trying to sort out that urgency piece? You know, it really does. And I never thought about just having sort of a set reaction, like prepared almost, <laughs> um, because I think the other thing of what you just said is so true. We also, we want to just react. Like it's the either solve it or react mm-hmm. right away. 
Um, but sometimes that is what gets us into trouble because we then mix up what's urgent and important because we we yes. start to think everything is urgent. Um, is there, you know, uh, as we think about needs for you, you know, is there anything that you need for development or anything that I could, you know, do to be helpful to you right now? Um, I think that, you know, first I want to say you have been helpful, you know, by far, <laughs> like beyond helpful. Um, just in the past year or two years where a lot of things have been moving and shaking. Um, so I don't want to like discount that by not recognizing that, it, you know, no, to you, begin Erica. with. Yeah, um, but I think that as far as continued development, I really, and this is one of those things that I feel like it's like, careful what you ask for. Yeah. But um, yeah. I do think that the feedback is super helpful. Okay. Um, so when we do get a chance to have conversations where, um, you know, it's, it's a leadership opportunity mm -hmm. for me, um, getting that feedback is something that I feel like I would appreciate. Oh, I just I just think it'll help me because I think that's the next yeah. piece. Oh, that's great. And yeah. so great that you're open to that because, I mean, feedback is really what helps us all. You yep. know, we just have to have that open mind like you, you do yeah. and, you know, know how you adjust to that. So, you know, just so proud of the work that you and, and the team, you know, that you're doing and, you know, sp specifically the growth in your development and over the years mm -hmm. you know just really proud of that so and thank you for spending some time with me today just enjoy this conversation and learn a lot for you from you so thanks so much erica thank you solid performer conversations shift the work from the leader to the employee the employee gains confidence and greater satisfaction at work this week think about conversations our leaders have had with us when we were in the middle as solid performers. And if we've been leaders, you know, think about those conversations we've had with solid performers. First, you know, how would you change the way you engaged in a performance conversation, either as an employee or as a leader? And second, intentionally find someone on your team doing something well, and as soon as you see it, say something like, that's it, that's the way to do this. How did you do that? Now, ironically, as a leader, I learn a great deal when having solid performer conversations. When I ask them what they do well and how they do it, you know, I learn, I have fun, and I feel energized after the conversation. And I believe my direct reports walk out feeling the same way and with an action to help them grow. In the end, we've both grown by simply engaging in a meaningful connection with each other. We've all lived in the solid performer's world. Some of us are there now. Some of us travel back when we face a new challenge. Solid performers are the backbone of every organization. They deserve our best. And when we give them our best, they will give their best to us in our organizations. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you on our next podcast episode where we will focus on hitting the wall. Have a great week.